0: Welcome to Transforming Lives with Michael Carter, pastor of The Life Church. The Life Church is a place where you'll enjoy interactive, dynamic worship, prayer, and a very practical, down-to-earth-yet-spiritual message. Our service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night reboot at 6.45 p.m. Visit us at mychurchlife.org or on Facebook. Just search My Church Life and look for The Life Church. Now, let's join Pastor Mike. I want to talk to you this morning about our expectations as a church and as Christians, and what we are to expect, amen? Because we don't let the natural rule us, do we? Uh, remember, we, we we're saying that we're starting out this year, we're going in on the offensive. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We're not, we're not sitting back waiting to see what might happen or what might not happen but we're moving forward. And so we're in this series called a culture, creating a culture of expectation. We need to create a culture of expectation so that expectation for us is not a one-time thing. I expect it this week, but then when something bad happens, oh, see, there it goes. It's, it's you know, here we go. Uh, no, our, our, we, have a cult, we want to create a culture of expectation so that we move forward. And um, so we kicked that off last week. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about faith that expects, faith that expects. And I believe that this um, is a very important subject to every Christian, faith that expects. Okay, our expectation is a biblical expectation. Uh, Yeah, I think I mentioned this last week as well. You know, you hear people talk about blind faith and it's just, it's to a Christian, it's a ridiculous statement because there's no such thing as blind faith. We know in whom we believe. We have tasted and seen. And uh, if you have not tasted and seen, uh, then that's your problem, not my problem, <laughs> uh, but it's up to you to seek out God and and, and taste and see. It's, it's kind of like saying, uh, well, I don't like chocolate chip cookies, and I say I do like chocolate chip cookies, and you say you never tasted them. Well, that's not my problem. You never tasted it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, you know, if you, if you never tried it. I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound facetious or uh, mean, but, uh, you know, I mean, apologetics doesn't get over into, uh, you know, I'm trying to, to make you see without you trying it. You know, I mean, your, your boss is going to tell you, you got to come to work in order to get your paycheck. Come on, somebody, you know. Uh, and so with, with Christ, uh, you at least have to try him. You at least have to try them, and then, uh, you know, you can say whatever it is you want to say. But our expectation as Christians, it's a biblical attitude, and it's vital to every single one of us that we have a faith expectation. It's first an attitude in our heart, right? And then it's an action. That's what we're going to talk about today. We want to define, and I've been through this before a little bit, but, uh, you know, we we, we have to, you know, we have to continue with the ABCs. Hebrews 11, uh, I believe uh, verse 6 talks about... um, You know, leaving uh, the first principles, but really what that's talking about is just going higher. It's not forgetting about your foundation. Uh, That word leaving there doesn't mean forget about your foundation. We have to have a foundation. I mean, you can't write a book if you don't know your ABCs. Come on. Uh, so we all, and you don't think about your ABCs every day, but you know them. And so we must make sure that this attitude of expectation, this attitude of faith is dug down deep in our heart so that when we move forward in life, it's a way of life. It's a way of life. We're going to talk about that. God is our expectation. I love the way Abraham put it. You, God, are my very great reward, not a Cadillac or a house or whatever it may be, though you may bless me with some or all of those things. uh, But you, O God, are my very great reward. And so God is our expectation, folks. Everything is possible Everything that's possible and impossible finds its expectation in God. Either way, (laughs) I wait on him. I believe I like the way David put it in Psalm five, verse three. He said, in the morning, I get up and I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly 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 so if you have your Bible or a way to get to scripture some kind of a way on the internet or on your Bible app or on your old-fashioned paper Bible some of us still have those your iPad whatever it is you may have uh, flip over to first Timothy I'm gonna go to a couple different scriptures this morning because we just have to establish some things so that we're talking the same uh, talking on the same level You know, I think it was uh, Socrates, maybe, who was maybe the father of philosophy. He said that two intelligent people, in order for them to communicate, they must uh, know what each other is talking about. And so uh, that's what I want to do. I want to establish what we're talking about uh, when we're talking about faith that expects. 1 Timothy 5, verse 8 says this. Paul said this in 1 Timothy 5 verse 8. He's talking to his son Timothy in the faith, and he's giving him some instructions, and he says, but if anyone, anyone does not provide for his own, especially those of his household, he has denied the what? He has denied the faith, and is worse than an unbeliever. F-A-I-T-H, faith. He has denied the faith. All right, Flip over a little bit more to 2nd Timothy. Go over to to chapter 4, verse 7. Paul is still talking to Timothy. This is a second letter to Timothy. He referenced faith already, and now he's going to reference it again in 2nd Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. He says this. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith. Often when you hear the word faith, I remember being in the military and some of you can relate to this. I remember being in the military and one of the things that we had to do right when we joined is uh, they, they printed off our dog tags. And those were in case you get killed in battle uh, and someone could not recognize you or didn't know who you were. uh, They could look at your dog tags. And uh, it was interesting to me that they had your first name and last name. And then they asked you a question of what faith are you? Of what faith are you? And so some put Baptist or non-denominational or Catholic or whatever it is they may put. Of what faith are you? And one of the things that you'll find, I know we've talked about this before, but we must establish this to keep going. One of the things that you'll find is sometimes people reference your denomination or maybe what you believe as what is your faith. What is your faith? And that's okay. They're trying to, to find out what it is that you believe. Uh, they could even reference uh, things other than Christianity, Islam, whatever it may be. What, of what faith are you? I just want you to know this morning that I am not talking about that. That is not what I'm talking about. It is spelled the same, F-A-I-T-H, but when we say a faith that expects, we're not talking about what religion are you. We're talking about an action. We're talking about, I'll tell you in just a moment, actually flip over to one more scripture, Romans chapter three, I'll tell you exactly what we're talking about. Faith, we're not using faith uh, today as a noun, all right? It, it's more a verb than it is anything else, okay? Okay. What is it that we're talking about when we talk about faith? Look at what Paul said to the Romans, chapter 3, verse 27. He said this. He said, what is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Somebody say law. Law. Of works? No, but by the law of faith. F-A-I-T-H, faith this is what we're talking about Paul made it very clear here that faith is a law faith is a law faith is something that God spoke he put into motion and just like every other law of the universe it is God's law and it works every single time and there's no time when it doesn't work unless God says it doesn't work the law of gravity always works Go out, get on top of the building, jump off and test it. See if it doesn't work. Now you may be able to pray. Maybe God will suspend it for you for a moment. I don't know. But the law just typically works every single time. It is is the law of faith. Faith is the foundation of everything we are and everything that we do. Faith is our key to entering into the invisible, supernatural realm of God. It is interesting when people talk about why doesn't God do this? If there is a God, why doesn't he do that? Or why does he allow this to happen? Or I can't see God. Or is God going to show himself in a burning bush? And they, they we, what we try to do is we try to make God like man. We try to see God through our eyes the same way that we see each other. And we must realize, and we do as Christians, but we must realize that God is the almighty God. He is, he's so big that the universe is in him. He doesn't operate the same way you do. It's ridiculous to think that God is going to do things the same way that you would or the way you think he should. It is ridiculous. And we have to get that in our mind because, and I'll tell you why I'm preaching it this morning, is because I see so many people that are disappointed in God. And guess what? That's your problem. That's my problem. We're disappointed in God. Don't you realize God is God. God can do what he wants to do, with whom he wants to do it, the way he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, where he wants to do it, and when he wants to do it. He is God. He is the almighty God. And when God said, I'm putting a law in motion, the law of faith, you can best believe the law works. The law has been here since the beginning of time. Wilbur and Orville Wright discovered flight. They didn't invent flight. They discovered it. Do you know that in the Garden of Eden, the law of aerodynamics worked? It just hadn't been discovered yet. Just because we haven't discovered it doesn't mean it doesn't work. God is our very great reward, and we must seek him. We must seek his his hand. We must seek his face. God is our reward and when we understand that when we grasp hold of the fact that he is God and I'm searching for him and not things I am searching for him and not people and not answers I'm searching for God when you search for God and you find him it's like it's like saying I want to get wet and you jump in the water you can't jump in the water without the wet The wet comes with the water And so when you, when you jump into God, everything that God is comes along with that. When you surrender and jump into him. And so he set this law in motion. Well, what is it that we're talking about? This faith. What is faith? Faith that expects. Well, many of us know from Hebrews 11.1, we can get a good definition. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I like the way I found a version, the New Living Version. Look at the way the New Living Version puts that same scripture. It says, now faith is being sure sure we will get what we hope for. It is being sure of what we cannot see. Now faith is being sure. There is a surety, not a blind faith. There is a surety. There is a blessed. Why do you think we sing blessed assurance? Those aren't just words. It's because we know it in our knower. It is down deep inside of us. And and if you haven't got that revelation, get that revelation today. Don't be just a Christian that comes to church and goes through the motions. This thing is about a relationship, folks. This is about a relationship. This is about who you are. There's another scripture that says the just shall live by faith. We talked about this before. How many hours of the day do you live? All of them. How many days of the week do you live? all of them how many days of the year do you live all of them so that means we should be living by faith all of them oh it's our way of life it's not something we do it's not something we pick of what faith are you i didn't just pick this up this is who i am this is who i am and what we have to understand faith is not something that you can buy or sell pick up or put down Uh, It's not something that you can give to others. It's not something that you obtain from someone else. Faith is not something that you conjure up on your own. You can't say, you can't confess something 27 times and all of a sudden it manifests simply because you said it a whole bunch of times. House, 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 house. (laughs) This is not magic. See, we don't want God. We want a genie sometimes. We want a genie, (laughs) Faith is not something that you're born with in the natural, but it's something you're born again with. Now, there's a, there's a kind of faith, I understand that. There's a kind of faith that, that people have. Uh, I mean, they, they put uh, a keys in a car and turn it, and they expect it to start. They sit down on a chair, and they expect it to hold them up. There's certain expectations we have. How much more with the God kind of faith that we as Christians can have? Jesus said, I come, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. It's a promise of God. But you want to know the thing about God? And and it seems we make it so complicated. We make it so very complicated, but it's very simple. Well, I just don't understand faith. Do I, do, I, do I confess and do I believe? I mean, it's a law, but then you said it's about relationship, and I don't know if it's a formula or I don't know if it's a relationship, and I, I'm just so confused. Well, we confuse ourselves with it. it, it you know, listen, uh, we have wonderful examples with parents and kids. You know what God is, is really saying to you? All I want to know is that you love me for me, I have everything. I have a universe full of things to give to you, but all I want to know is that you love me for me. It's that simple that God wants us to seek his face while he may be found. But seek ye first, 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 somebody say first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things. It's conditional. You know, we talk a lot. I'm going to say something, might rub you the wrong way. We talk a lot about unconditional love of God, but there are some conditions sometimes. There are some conditions. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. We have all of that if we would seek him first. Faith is a gift from God, it is a gift. Even in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, where it talks about, for by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I just want to tell you something about that scripture, the more I read that scripture. When I first read that, I thought that the gift he was talking about there, Paul, was salvation alone. I don't believe that that's not true. But I thought, oh, just he's talking about salvation. For by grace you have been saved through faith and and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. But we have to understand that the in there, faith is right before gift. It's the last thing before gift. You're saved through faith and not of yourselves. You're saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. You're saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is by grace you are saved through faith not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, it is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast, it is the gift of God. And so when you become a Christian, when you are born again, or in John 3, 3, translated born from above, because Nicodemus said, how can I go back into my mother's womb? But Jesus was talking about something spiritual. Get this, Nicodemus, come on. It's in the spirit we're talking about. When you are born from above, you are given the measure of faith. It is a gift. It is a gift. But guess what? It doesn't stop there. There are different types. The Bible talks about different levels or different types of faith. Go with me. Go with me over to Luke 12, 27. And see these different types of faith that Jesus talks about over in Luke chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. Jesus, Jesus talks about different levels or different types of faith. And so we're not supposed you know what this does? This prevents us from just sitting and becoming comfortable. I'm saved and now I'm comfortable. I don't have to do anything else in my life. That's it. That's it. That's all I have to do. Twelve twenty seven 27 of Luke, he says, consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then, verse 28, God so clothed the grass which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you, of little faith? So it must be possible to have little faith, little faith. And in this particular verse, Jesus didn't speak too fondly of little faith. How much more, O ye of little faith? Continue to go with me. Little Bible lesson this morning. Go over to Romans. Romans chapter four. We talked about Jesus said, "Hmm, little faith. Little faith. It's possible to have little faith. Well, what else is he talking about? Romans chapter four, look down at out night well, I started verse sixteen. It says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Verse 19, and not being weak, in faith he did not consider his own body already dead so it must be possible to have little faith it must be possible also to have weak faith little faith weak faith he's talking about abraham he said not being what weak in faith weak in faith let's go to a couple more scriptures look at matthew chapter 8 matthew chapter 8 i know we're making you flip around and you know i just don't want us to get too lazy that's why Let's, let's flip around this morning. Let's flip around. You got, you got to learn where it is. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse 10. Matthew 8. So we talked, Jesus said it's possible to have little faith. It's possible to have weak faith. Now watch this, here he's talking about uh, the centurion and uh, the centurion was saying that uh, he had a servant that was at home paralyzed. And Jesus told him, he said, look, I'll come and heal him. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy for you to walk all the way to my house. Just speak the word. That's what he told him. And verse 10, it says, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith not even in israel so it's possible to have little faith it's possible to have weak faith but guess what it's possible to have great faith great faith you got one more in you one more in you go over to romans chapter 4 romans chapter 4 let's look at romans chapter 4 i know we're flipping around and if you're doing it on your device you're getting good we're flipping around on your device that's that's good romans chapter 4 Romans chapter 4 verse 20 says he did not waver at the promise of God. He's talking about Abraham through unbelief. So unbelief causes you to waver at the promise. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And so he was strengthened in faith. I would dare say that Abraham had strong faith. So it's possible to have little faith. It's possible to have weak faith, but guess what? It's possible to have great faith, and it's possible to have strong faith. Now, where do you think God wants you to lie on that scale? Where do you think he wants you to be? In order to get where we need to be, we first must take inventory of where we are. There is no shame if you are a person who finds yourself in a situation like uh, those here who had little faith or weak faith. There's no shame in it. It just means that's just where I am. That's where I am. You're still living. You're still moving forward. You're still breathing. So you have an opportunity to move forward. It's okay. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters where you're going. It matters where you're going. So take inventory of where you are. Start where you are and grow your faith. Colossians 2, 7 in the New Living Translation says, let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Do you see how we strengthen our faith? It's in God. It's not by repetition of words, all right? It's in him. Let your roots grow down. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth. You were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. He told the church at Colossus, this is Colossians 2, 7. Then it is not obtained by power. It is given to us when we accept Jesus. We all have that measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. We know that. And we can grow our faith. We need to feed our faith. We need our faith to be stretched. And we need to use our faith. It is a law. It is a law. Second Thessalonians 1, 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, Paul said. Brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. Paul is thanking God for the Thessalonians, why? Because their faith is growing. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Because your faith is growing and you love each other. It is important It is important for us to understand that our faith needs to grow. And it doesn't matter where you are in your Christian journey. It doesn't matter if you've been serving the Lord for three years, last week you got saved, or if you've been serving Him for 65 years, we continue to grow. Our faith needs to grow. Paul thanked God uh, for the Thessalonians. Why? Because their faith was growing. It is paramount that we understand we must live by faith. Unbelief is a killer, doubt is a thief of our blessings, and our blessings don't just include material things. Our blessings are our peace. Our blessings are great relationships with our spouses and children and family and those around us. Our blessings do include our jobs and those things that we have and we can obtain. It, doubt is a thief of the blessings of God. We must not doubt the word of God as we do man. We must not do it. And listen, you know, when I, when I was coming up in school, I know that, uh, you know, we would, we would be in a class, maybe second grade or third grade, and, and we had to take tests and aptitude tests. And one of the things when I was coming up in school, I don't know if it's the same now, even though I do substitute teach, I, I do see some things. But uh, when I was coming up in school, if you were in the in second grade and it got to the end of the year and, and you failed, guess what happened next year? You're going back to the second grade. You don't go to the third grade until you pass the second grade. And so I don't, it it wasn't about the money. Now I know it's about, my wife and I talked about this, about money. When they have kids in the seats, uh, you know, then they they get money from the state and all that. And then it wasn't about the money. You had to pass, you had to know everything and pass the test in order to go to the next level. Can I tell you something, church, without you getting too upset with me? I, I hope you don't. But if you do, take it up with God. (laughs) <laughs> we as a church, we're looking for the next level. We're, 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 we're searching. We're, we're praying for revival. Take us, Lord. Take us to the next level. When some of us need to realize, and listen, you may be personally great spiritually, but look, we're the church. We're connected together, folks. So if, if one hurts, we all hurt. You got that? We're never going to go to the next level until we get this level down. And you might say, well, what are you talking about, Brother Mike? I think things are pretty well. Well, when I look around the world, I don't know about that. Because I see the world doing what the world does. I mean, when you see all the stuff and the politics and the racism and the whatever it is in economics and all that stuff, the world is doing what the world does. I, just, I expect that. Well, you know, why, 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 do we, why do we think it's something strange? I think we had that scripture last week. But when we see the church not leading and getting caught up in the worldly ways. Now, it's not that, we don't, that's not that we don't get involved in politics. That's not what I'm saying at all. But we have to lead with the word of God. The word of God doesn't come fourth, fifth, and sixth. We come and say all these things. Oh, and by the way, there's a scripture. No, we lead out with the Scripture we lead out with the word of God and until the church if my people you know it you can say it you can say it back to me if my people which are called by my name who's called by his name called by my name would humble themselves and seek my face and pray then I would hear from heaven and I would heal their land why is our land not healed why is our land not healed? Whose fault is it? Is it Corona's fault? Is it the world's fault? The world's doing what they do. They are doing what they do. But we, we're praying for revival and we gotta get this level down. We gotta get second grade down, folks. We got to get this down and it begins with our faith. We must believe the word of God. I really believe that when we start going off and when we start getting into the way that the world does things, it's because we lack faith. We don't, it's just because we don't believe God's word. That's all it is. It's as simple as that. We doubt his word. We think it has to be done another way. You know, it's not, no, 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 no. I know we used to pray, but that was before. That was this, that faith movement that you guys had. There's no faith movement. Faith has been here since the beginning of time. By faith, the world were framed. God spoke it. And it was. We just read a scripture that speaks those things that be not as though they were. God is able to create. And so how can we not believe his word? How can we not believe his word? And so it's paramount. We must understand that our faith must continue to increase. It must increase. Let me just very quickly give you five things in the way your faith can increase. First of all, increase your faith by recognizing your own helplessness and need. Okay? In other words, I know I'm coming down kind of harsh this morning, but, you know, I, just, it's, I didn't plan on it. I didn't plan on it. <laughs> uh, you know, but listen, sometimes we need to look in the mirror and realize you ain't all that. Right. Now, in the spirit, the spirit, you're a child of God. I understand that blessed and highly favored. But don't get the spirit mixed up with the flesh. And that's what we do. We get the spirit mixed up with the flesh sometimes. And in the flesh, you ain't all that. In the spirit, you all that in a bag of chips. But in the flesh, you ain't all that. Understand, you're nothing. Paul said it, I'm nothing without God. Realize that. Realize that. The disciples, the apostles realized it. In Luke 17, 5, it says the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. Ask God increase our faith give us more faith make my faith greater add to our faith one man said uh, one man said listen uh, do you believe he said yeah, yes lord i believe but help help my unbelief he recognized where he was remember i told you there's no there's no shame in being where we are even getting yelled at this morning i understand it but there's no shame in any of us being where we are the question is where are we going where are we going and so we can increase our faith by recognizing our own helplessness and our own need. We can also increase our faith by concentrating on specific areas of need in our life. You know, th- listen, this is something really for me. <laughs> Come on, put it up there, right? I, hear, I see you. Okay. Because there's areas of my life. I've said this before too. There's areas of my life. Now, this is, this is ridiculous. I'm talking about me. I'm ridiculous. Okay. There's areas of my life where I absolutely believe God, you know, where, when it comes to sickness and healing and all that, you know, I man, I, I go through the motions of, you know, uh, maybe something, a virus or cold or whatever it is, but it's, but to me, in my heart, this, it's no problem at all. I, I am, that, it's the least thing I'm ever worried about. For whatever reason, I believe God. I know God is a healer. By his stripes, we were healed. Uh, you know, until God says you're going to die, I'm not going to die. I, 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 th- there's no problem. It's just, it's just not a problem with me personally. I'm not, I'm not bragging on I'm just saying, whatever reason, sickness, no, no problem. I can lay hands on myself. I don't even need to go to anybody. I don't, I don't even need to go to Brother James for sickness. I just go, you healed in Jesus' name. And I feel good. There's no problem at all. But finances, Lord, oh, Lord, help us, Lord. What are we going to do, Lord? Let me get out a spreadsheet, Lord. Let me start being counting, Lord. Let me figure it out, Lord. Okay, that's right. I do believe you, Lord. But Lord, show me something. But I believe what you're saying. Is this somebody on the phone with some money? Help us, Lord. Why is that? Why? Why? Our faith needs to increase. Maybe identify areas in your life because it's the same God. The reason why I said it's ridiculous, <laughs> don't take offense to that. Here's why I said it's ridiculous. The, the reason I said it's ridiculous is because God, it's, it's the same, God is the same person. So uh, God is our reward, right? And so it's not, there's not a God over here that does, fi- it's like the finance God. And then over here, you know, like a Wonder Woman, they have all those gods. You know, over here, you got the healing God. And then over here, you got the, the deliverance God. Now, which God do I need to talk to today? No, it's the same God, same God. Nothing is impossible with him. That's why I say, for me, it's, it's ridiculous that I have an issue, uh, a harder time with finances, uh, believing in God than I do for healing. It's the same God. Increase your faith number three by feeding your spirit with faith words. What we say, even to ourselves is important, folks. What you say about yourself is important. We could do a whole sermon on this. We could do a whole message series. On what you say, what you say and how important what you say is. Because it comes from the heart. See, the spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. What you say is important. We can increase our faith by using faith words. Come on, use faith words. And here, let me just, let me just throw something at you. Here's the way I, I deal with, with sickness and healing when it comes to me. Uh, you know, if I'm ever hurting or whatever it may be, I, I, there, there's no, I don't lie and say, I don't, my leg doesn't hurt. There's no lying, but I just choose not to concentrate on that. I concentrate on God is a healer and I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror and and, and my leg hurts, but I'm more than a conqueror and God by his stripes, I am healed manifest your healing in me lord is what you concentrate on those are faith words or all day are you saying my leg hurts my leg hurts my leg hurts my leg hurts after the fifth time we know we get it your leg hurts i understand i mean i feel for you i'm compassionate i'm empathetic because i know your leg hurts but how many times are you going to say it's not changing anything to say your leg hurts say it twice you get two times how's that is that work brother jim twice maybe maybe yeah maybe something like that two, and and maybe a Two and a half. You can say, my leg hurts, my leg hurts, my leg, and then that's it. That's two and a half times. Now start focusing on faith words. Come on, speak faith words. And then number four, increase your faith by feeding your spirit uh, with faith words. And then lastly, increase your faith requires trusting God. Watch this now. Here's the part of this. With all. Here's the word. You know, Jesus paid it all. When he went to the cross, he didn't only give half. He gave it all. He gave all of his life. He gave all of his blood. He gave it all. So it, it, it's not strange for him to ask for all from us. Increasing your faith requires that trusting God, you trust God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all of your mind. Psalm 9:10 says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. You have not forsaken those who seek you. And then Psalm 37, 5 says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to past, Ta- to pass <laughs> and past, but he shall bring it to pass. Increase your faith. It requires trusting God with everything that we are.